0: That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com.
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. This is the High Gain Podcast.
0: This is going to be great, Ed.
1: Yeah? Are we going to talk about guitars? Are we going to talk about pedals? amps all of that and more ed uh and
0: yeah we're heading to your or one of your necks of the woods
1: Mm, alabama ohio oh yeah i graduated from high school in ohio yes you did mentor right outside of cleveland where are you right now right now i am in a basement in beautiful west seattle it looks like a glorious day out there It does look nice. I, too, am in a
0: basement, but I am fighting the basement-y feel here. Yeah? I have put up a series of disco balls. Oh. All I need now is some wood paneling and some shag carpeting. Right. And I can be
1: transported back. Big vibes. Yeah. My vibe is like exposed brick. Nice. There's actually carpet down. There's a print of the thing. John Carpenter's the thing in front of me. When I talk to you, I stare forward and I see, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a dog exploding into the thing and Kurt Russell getting attacked. So that's pretty good.
0: It just helps you concentrate on the sound
1: of my voice. That's nice. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And you feel better. Oh my God. I got that second shot. Yeah, but it was touch and go for a minute there. You know, some people just have a reaction. You know, I went with the whole family, Carter and Claire and Vicky. Yeah. And they were all totally fine. I had 102 fever chills. It was brutal. And, you know, I'm a middle aged dude, so I am prone to exaggerating my (laughs) illness vicky spent the entire day making fun of me for being (laughs) such a baby i'm upstairs whining in the bed try giving birth (laughs) she doesn't actually say that i just figure that's what she's thinking Beverages? Yes, beverages. Usually I can pick the song out. I don't think I could identify that one. I don't know what that was. You kept out the chorus, right? The identifiable chorus line.
0: Of course I did. Ugh. I'm not here to help you, Ed. No,
1: <laughs> I'm not specifically asking for help, I guess. I'm just, yeah, I don't know what that song is. That comes from our good friend's fire
0: hose Circa 1987. Wow. That song is called
1: Sometimes. Man, is it Raging Falon or Flying the Flannel? It is Iffin. When I heard this song, I did not hear any Mike Watt style bass. Maybe in the future time. Yeah. Now,
0: mm-hmm. they are appreciating the bass that's on there. Exactly. Um.
1: In a way that you're not here in the past. Right. In the past, I could not pick out the bass (laughs) line. Shit, sometimes these things have drums and stuff on them anymore. So, you know. What I hear and what the viewer hears... The core of it is the same, but, you know, there's some embellishments.
0: Yeah, lately I've been getting a kick out of going back as I edit the episode and like, well, I might as well put some bass on here. Then I'm like, well, shit, as long as I'm doing that, why don't I put a little percussion drum machine thing, whatever, on there? Yep. Last week I was like, as long as I'm doing that, I might as well put some background vocals on there. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know what I did to that song, but sounds pretty good, huh? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And
1: I feel bad that I couldn't pull it out. I feel bad about that. What are you drinking, Ed? I'm drinking about half a pound of spinach, a carrot, five oranges, and about a pint of strawberries. In your new juicer? Yeah, in my new masticating juicer. Well, all right. Yeah. Oh, man. Hold on. Hey, assholes, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: god damn it i saw some smoothie related action on the tv
1: box yeah people were putting crushed walnuts in their smoothie that's different that's a smoothie as we discussed last week i'm into the juicing subculture firmly ensconced in the juicing community exactly and the smoothie community and the juicy community they're different do the smoothers
0: and the juicers Meet up sometimes for like touch football games or something? No,
1: no, 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 no. It's more Crips and Bloods. Oh. What are you drinking?
0: Oh, man, Ed. I've been looking forward to this all day. This is Good Belly
1: Probiotics. You're in the probiotic game pretty heavy these days. This is
0: manufactured by
1: Next Foods in Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. The flavor is
0: pomegranate blackberry, and there's an unusual benefit to this. It tastes really good, but for some reason, it smells like latex paint. Mm. I like that. Yeah. So I am enjoying the (laughs) smell as much as the taste. Huh. Things are looking up over here.
1: Have you seen American Hustle? I don't think so. Jennifer Lawrence is in it. And Jennifer Lawrence has this kind of fetish thing there's a nail polish that kind of stinks. So she will only wear that nail polish and she just keeps her fingers up at her nose and just like is constantly smelling these stinky <laughs> fingers. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. Yeah. The juice is kind of like that. I also have black coffee, of course. Do you? Yeah, I've got a coffee. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm going to turn off that overdrive. Okay. So you get the full-on cleanness. This, Ed, is a reverend guitar. Which we've
1: never done, right? We have never done a reverend guitar, that is correct. Three years in and still banging out new brands. There's a lot of them out there, and it's
0: wonderful. (laughs) It is wonderful, John. This one is called the Club King, Ed. It is a semi-hollow body Mm -hmm. with one single F-hole. It has two mini humbuckers in it. Tone, volume, Bigsby, and an additional knob. Is that like a master volume? It is not. Oh, what? Let me show you what this is. Say I've got this guitar going, and I've got my tone in the middle where I like it. Yeah. What if I want to fine-tune that tone without messing with where I have it set? In that case, what I would do... Is turned to the bass contour knob. Okay. So, let's see. If I turn it all the way up. It boosts the bass. Before. After. There I am rolling that knob back and forth.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much more apparent. It's like a fine-tuned knob. Hmm. You want to know how this starts, Ed? Reverend Guitars. I don't know anything about them. I would guess we're going to go to Ohio. Let's talk about that, maybe. Okay. There's a guy. His name is Joe. Joe Reverend.
0: Also known as Joe Naylor. Okay. He starts up Reverend Guitars in a garage in East Detroit, Michigan. Oh, cool. In 1997. Huh. Our man Joe had been to the Roberto Venn School of Luthery. Cool. And he had been building amps. He'd done some guitar repair and maintenance. So he was sort of floating around in that world like a lot of the guys we talk about. By the way, and parenthetically, did you know that East Detroit is not called East Detroit
1: anymore? Is East Detroit not just the east side of Detroit? Or is that an actual like city? It's an actual place. I did not know there was an East Detroit.
0: I didn't either. Maybe because it's not called that anymore. (laughs) Okay. It's now called East Point. Huh. Point is spelled P O I N T E.
1: They throw that E in there. From the area, Kid Rock. He is a man of the people on his family's 900 acre mansion. (laughs) You know, urban Detroit kid. On his farm. On his farm. Yeah. You know that whole thing about not wanting to yuck people's yum? Yeah. Fuck Kid Rock. Hanging out with Trump. Anyone that decided to go into the White House and take pictures with that fucking guy. Yep. Fuck that guy.
0: So Joe. <laughs> yeah. He's in East Detroit making these guitars and he starts out by making kind of a unique body and headstock shape. Have you seen the headstock on these things? Oh, for sure. They're super identifiable. Saw teeth almost on one side. Mm-hmm. It's pretty stret-like. On the treble
1: side, there are multiple points. It's got like two instead of just one. Yeah. It's super stratty, but clearly not. And he did similar things with the
0: materials kind of thinking differently about it. He started out making a chambered mahogany core that he would put phenolic laminated sheeting on the front and back of. Huh. Yeah, the fronts and backs were like plastic that he could get in all different kinds of colors. And then he would put molded plastic around the edges to protect the edges of where it was attached to the mahogany body. Okay. That's what he was doing at first in the 90s. 97. 97. Meanwhile, Ed... There's this other guy. His name is Ken. Okay. Ken Haas. So we got Joey Nails and Kenny Haas. Maybe you want to call him Kenny Sandpaper. Okay. He sells sandpaper. Oh. He's a sandpaper salesman. (laughs) Huh. (laughs) Yeah. That's a job. It is. Sure. He's also a guitar player, and he goes into a guitar store, and he happens to see a couple of Reverend guitars, and he says to the shop guy, what the hell are these things? And I guess the shop guy tells him, like, hey, it's this guy down the road, Joey Nails, making these things out of a garage. Ken thinks to himself, maybe I go talk to this guy about his cool guitars, and if I'm lucky, he'll buy some sandpaper. Who knows? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. So he goes down the road to visit Joe Nails. Joey Nails. Joey Nails says, hey, I'm Ken. I sell sandpaper. I saw your guitars. Those are really cool. Would you like to buy some sandpaper? And they get to talking about guitars and life and all kinds of stuff. By the end of that conversation, not only did Joey Nails buy sandpaper, he invited Ken to go with him to Summer Nam. Huh. Ken Haas was like, Nam, what is that? Sure, okay, I'll go. So he went. Hell yeah. Yeah. I guess this guy, Ken Haas, has the gift of the gab. He's going around the floor, he's talking to musicians. Talking about reverend guitars, reverend guitars. And then he goes back to the booth, and Joey Nails is taking checks from people. People are like, hey, look, it's Ken. Yeah, Ken's the guy that told me about your guitars. Hell yeah. Joey Nails says to him, how the hell did you do that? Ken Haas was like, I don't know. I was just talking to dudes and, you know.
1: He's a salesman, you know. You cut your teeth selling some nine grit sandpaper maybe selling a guitar is real easy after that could be you know what i'm saying that seems like a cakewalk selling a guitar compared to selling sandpaper god damn
0: So it probably won't surprise you that Joey Nails hires Ken to be the sales manager.
1: Of course. Yeah. This guy selling the shit out of these things. So it's Joe and Ken.
0: Yeah. And that's what they're doing for the next several years. And then they made an interesting choice. Okay. They announced that Reverend Guitars would no longer be made in the U.S. At all? At all. But... It wasn't an idea of, let's have a cheaper line that we make overseas. Their idea was, let's not skimp. Let's just find a really good place overseas that can make the guitars the way we want them made. Sure. So they found a company called Mirror Music, M-I-R-R,
1: in South Korea. One thing that I guess you get by doing that, that would probably be a whole lot harder to do if it were in the U.S., unless you're like a Fender or a Gibson, is they must have 40, 50 distinct models of guitars. They've got a crazy line. Yeah. Setneck series, signature series, bolt-on. They've got a shit ton of models. You certainly couldn't do that in a garage. You'd have to limit it to one or two and just crank out that.
0: By this time, they are indeed not in the garage. They're in Toledo, Ohio, Ed. Oh, they moved. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All the guitars are inspected and set up in Ohio. In
1: fact, they're all signed by hand. So they start in East Detroit, which is no longer East Detroit. It is East Point. Yeah. East Point. Kid Rockville. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then they move to Toledo. Okay, sure.
0: I'm not real good at the geographies, but I don't know. Is that close to Detroit?
1: Toledo to Detroit. Yeah. Less than an hour. Oh. It's real close. Well, I guess that makes sense then. I just picture manufacturing in Detroit in the early 2000s as being hella cheap. You know, all those plants are shutting down. Like, you look at Detroit real estate, and it's crazy cheap. I'm glad you brought that up, Ed. Oh, okay, good. That would
0: figure into their thinking pretty soon.
1: Hey, John, can I go get some more coffee? Yeah, go ahead. Get some more coffee. Okay. I got a piping hot cup of coffee and gave the dog some food. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: We were talking real estate and you hinted at the kind of caving in of the Detroit real estate market. Yeah. Didn't Detroit go
1: bankrupt? That's when they started
0: giving away houses and things to try to get people
1: to come back. And Every once in a while, I do weird Detroit real estate searches. I would never actually want to live there, but you can find these amazing old houses for just, you know, $30,000 or whatever with ornate woodworking and stuff. Yeah. Some of them are like, you could buy every house on the block for less than you could buy, you know, a 1,400 square foot, you know, craftsman in Seattle. Well, you know, the economy tanked
0: all around in that part of the country to the point where Joe was having a hard time finding people to take the guitars.
1: You're telling me even Kenny can't find people to buy these things? Yeah. You know shit's bad if Kenny can't sell the things.
0: So Joe starts looking for the exits. Okay. He's looking for a buyer. Oh. He wants to be done with it. Oh. So he talks to Ken about that. And Ken is kind of like, well, you know, I don't want to go have a real job again. Plus, (laughs) if some corporate place buys the company, then they're going to be all corporate. Yeah. How about if I try to scrape up the money and just buy it? Hell yes. So between he
1: and his wife, Penny. Kenny and Penny. Oh, my God. I love these two. Yeah. I love it. They buy it.
0: And they have a kind of really great agreement. Joey Nails says, I'll sell it to you if I can remain on as a kind of designer slash tech advisor guy. So I can continue my passion designing and innovating in the guitar space. And you guys can have the company and do sales and accounting and inventory and all the stuff company people do. And they thought that was just swell. Great. That was 2010.
1: Detroit went bankrupt in 2013. I guess it was getting pretty bad. Yep. Largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. 18 to 20 billion in debt. I'll bet the lead up to that was ugly. The, like, fucking workers out of their pension podcast. This is not that one. But I imagine there were a lot of people who put in a lot of years working for the city. Mm -hmm. Under the promise that you have a government job, your retirement will be safe. Yes. And then I bet there are a lot of people where that promise was broken. (sighs) Luckily, we're not that podcast, John. No.
0: (laughs) I mentioned this has the mini humbuckers in it. They are designed by Joey Nails. These are called Retro Blast mini humbuckers. control knob rolled up contour knob contour and if i put a little dirt on that by the way that's just an overdrive pedal
1: what is that the 1981 drv i watched that pedal movie john yeah how was it it's really really good Weirdly, it's kind of like the format of this podcast where it's just like
0: <laughs> poorly researched and <laughs> vaguely authoritative.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's that part of the podcast. It's an overview of guitar pedals. It's over two hours long. So they go into the timeline of pedals from, you know, that first Gibson fuzz yeah. up to today. They also talk a lot about how the pedal community is so inclusive. All these builders just like help each other, which is exactly what we've heard from all the pedal manufacturers.
0: Fantastic. Pretty great. The layout of the controls on here, Ed, is kind of Tele-style. There's a chromed control panel with a pickup selector, tone and volume on it, and the Bigsby is a nice touch.
1: club king the only thing on this is that f-hole it's not my favorite yeah it looks like a backwards comma
0: or a sperm
1: yeah either of those yeah f-holes on guitars are such a weird deal breaker for me the trini lopez has that diamondy yeah right i don't like that but you like the rickenbacker Yeah, so it's just weird.
0: You know, I think if I were going to get something like this, I'd probably be fine just not to have F-holes. Just get a different model.
1: Oh, like of a reverend? Yeah. There's one that really jumped out at me. The model is the Sensei Junior. Ooh. It's pretty much what I just said I would like. Kind of SG shape, kind of like that Hewn shape that we were looking at. Right. SG but a little offset that is pretty cool. Hardtail 1P90. Bam. And they have a black one. Ooh. Yeah.
0: This one I'm holding is black as well and it's got a white perloid pickguard. Yeah. I'd probably
1: swap that out for a black pickguard and call it a day. Why wouldn't you murder that thing out? I have no idea. Yeah.
0: So by this point, Ed, 2010, 2011, 2012, Reverend is owned by Kenny and Penny? Yeah. You mentioned all the models you're seeing. That's Ken's doing. He expands the line to over 50 models. Yeah. They also moved the place again. They moved to Sylvania Township, Ohio. I don't know where that is either.
1: The guitars are all manufactured overseas. I would think they drop ship, right? No, they are all final set up
0: and inspected by Reverend in the U.S. Oh, So all those guitars get sent to Reverend, and then they do all the final work on it.
1: Okay, so they do need a big shop.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Joey Nails has a side hustle. Oh, yeah? He's been making pickups this whole time. Rail hammer pickups. Ooh. You know, you got pole bangers in your pickups, right? Super familiar. And then have you seen rail pickups?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: The wound strings, which would be the E, the A, and the D, have a rail under them, and then the higher strings have
1: pole bangers under them. Oh. Are they in reverends? Yeah, you can get them in reverends,
0: especially since in 2017, Ken Haas buys Railhammer pickups from Joey Nails. Huh. It's all one big conglomerate
1: now. Billy Corrigan plays those things.
0: Yeah. Reverend seems able to attract people for whom they can design guitars. They have a lot of signature models. There is a philosophy behind that that I found pretty interesting. Some companies will take what is an existing model and tweak it to the liking of the artist and call that the signature model. Yep, yep. Reverend decided they would get with the artist and say... Look, we'll start from the ground up. What do you want? Right. When we went to Nam, and seems like forever ago, mm-hmm. we ran across Mike Watt playing a reverend in the Earthquaker Devices booth. Yep. It turns out that is a Mike Watt signature base. And the story behind that is that they're like, hey, Mike Watt, we would love to make a signature base for you. And he's like, thanks, but no thanks. And that's when Reverend was like, we'll do whatever you tell us you need. That's killer. So they did that.
1: And it's got an anchor inlay in it, which is killer.
0: Oh, and did you know that Mike Watt was in Firehose? I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. You know the guitarist in Firehose, Ed Crawford? Yes. Born and raised in Ohio?
1: Ed from Ohio. Yeah? Yeah. um, Ed from Ohio, he's been having a rough go of it. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe out there. We should all help art and artists wherever we can. Absolutely. 100%. It's easy
0: maybe on a podcast like this to go all the way down the rabbit hole of gear, geek out and talk about the buttons and the blips and the bloops and the strings and all of that thing. Maybe it's too easy to lose sight of the fact that there are people creating and moving the culture forward with all of this gear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah
0: that is the story of reverend love it as told through this lovely reverend club
1: king are you going to hit me with that question
0: yeah so it doesn't have to be this model let's say reverend guitars buy or deny
1: i would love to check out that sensei jr Absolutely. That one super jumps out at me. That's the one. That's the one for me. I am
0: pretty taken with
1: the sound I'm getting out of this.
0: But, yeah, I would want to look at the other models and see what's going on. And You know, maybe the bass. I would love that Mike Watt bass.
1: Yeah, maybe that one.
0: It sounds like you and I both... Or perhaps intrigued.
1: It's totally a cop-out. But you know what? Deal with it.
0: <laughs> maybe we put a third option right in the middle. We have to look at it more to know. So maybe spy it. <laughs> sure. Buy it, spy it, or deny it.
1: I'm way more interested now than I was at the beginning of this show. I will say that for sure. Awesome. Awesome. I think when I think about this buy it or deny it thing, Uh I think about it like, would I actually buy this thing? You know what I mean? That's a completely valid way to look at it. I guess I
0: take it as just like an academic exercise, like hypothetically, would I buy this? My answer is maybe yes.
1: Approaching it from that angle, yes. Cool. In the vacuum of, I don't have other obligations. Right.
0: We've been looking at these things on ReverendGuitars.com.
1: Yeah, check it out.
0: But that's not the only place to find guitars,
1: right, Ed? No, they could find them on the High Gain Instagram. Ooh, that's always a good one. Yeah, or the HighGain.com. Sure. Then you could get actual podcast episodes and behind-the-scenes photos. Oh my God, what would be better than that? Uh, uh
0: nothing. If you went to patreon.com slash thehighgain, that would be better.
1: So many options you have. Check it out. Do your thing.
0: Yep. And we'll
1: see you back here, what, uh, approximately a week. Let's call it seven days. Exactly seven days. It's good to be precise in these things. Yes, absolutely. You did great, Ed. Thanks. I think you did a pretty good job, too, John. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, you got it. All right. Bye. Bye.